Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. There's this thing on, one, two, my check, one, two, all right. Man, this is our city. This is our city, man. We did it, man. It's unbelievable. I feel like Black Jesus. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story Welcome before. to the Athletic NBA Show. Monday <laughs> on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Point of Hit. No, let me stop by Zach. <laughs> let me stop by Zach impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep that in. Let's open that with a joke. What do you call a cow on the floor? Anybody know? Ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Welcome to Point of Contention. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contentiousness. No. This is not Zach Harper's best Barry White impersonation. This is Marcus Thompson filling in as host as the legend is out. He is so don't sick. give yourself that much credit. You don't sound like he Barry is, White. What? Come on. The ladies always tell me I sound like like you know what Barry White sound like. You ain't never listened to no Barry White. Come on, man. Our our original host Zach Harper is so sick. I told him and his beloved Sacramento Kings to take their ass home. Coming up on the show, can former Celtic Kyrie Irving give the Nets some sage advice on overcoming Boston? When will Luka step back onto the court? Is Mark Jackson called to serve the Lakers? Mama, there goes that man. Let the petty wars begin between Memphis and Minnesota. And 23 times in his career, Matisse Tybo has taken just one shot. Will the 24th time doom the 76ers? <laughs> 65 years ago today... Despite Bob Cousy going two for 20 from the field, if you're listening, Zach, that was for you. The Celtics celebrated their first NBA championship with a double overtime win over the St. Louis Hawks in Game 7 of the 1970 NBA Finals. And nobody celebrated as hard as the Timberwolves did when they beat the Clippers in the play-in. This is Point of Contention. In this corner, we have the little homie of the Michigan State Flintstones. The Pistons beat writer for The Athletic, a.k.a. the illustrious chronicler of the Hall of Fame careers of Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bey, one of the nation's best sports writers in the cardigan, and the future author of the autobiography, No, the Pistons center with the handlebar mustache is not my dad. It is James (laughs) Edwards III. J.E. 3, if you had to get one bucket to save producer Jade Hoy's life, and you had to get it on either Mikael Bridges or Scotty Barnes. Who you choosing? Woo! I thought you were going to let me pick, and I was going to say Kyle Guy. Um, Ouch. Straight. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. If I he th- dies, he dies, Ooh, huh? If he dies. Mikael Bridges, only because Scotty's like twice the size. You're going after Bridges? And not because he, I, I disrespect him. But because Scotty's like six nine, after and looks like a spider web, like he's just 
look like the dude is built different. McCallie at least like is like, like his arms aren't that much bigger than mine. What you gonna body, Mikhail? No. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It doesn't but I matter. Shane's dead anyway. In this corner, <laughs> the long metal legend, the kingpin from Beantown, who calls it like he sees it, and often calls it before he sees it, and sometimes sees it like he calls it. In his heyday, he liked to hot box because he wanted all the smoke. He is exactly who Omar from The Wire was talking about when he said, You come at the king, you best not miss. He is the one and only yes. Jay King. Jay, Evan Fournier said he wants to, the Knicks to run it back with the same team. Is that code for <laughs> please rescue me and he wants out? Or is he lobbying to be the Sacramento Kings GM? That might be code for I would still want all these shots next season. That that's my my only my only thought on how that could possibly be true. He's not running it. You don't want to run it back. No running it back for the Knicks. Why would you? Why would you ever want to run it back with that group after what they did this season? Man, they got to relive the glory of the first round loss to the to the Hawks. Fournier wasn't even part of that. He he was he was calling Kevin Durant a bitch while he was on the Celtics at that time. Oh, the glo- the glory days of the New York Knicks. <laughs> Jade, start the clock. Take one. The Nets versus the Celtics. The number seven versus the number two. Brooklyn versus Boston. Biggie and Jay-Z versus Guru and Joyner Lucas. You know you thought I was going to say Marky Mark, huh? Game one, Sunday. <laughs> no, we know you well. <laughs> Kyrie Irving returns Lucas. to the team he once spurned play the Kyrie Irving sound so it's going to be a great test as I said and um, you know I know that team very well and they know us very well and it'll be a back and forth and once you throw that ball in the air you're going to really see some spectacular basketball and I'm just looking forward to it the Nets didn't look so daunting against Cleveland letting the Cavs come back from a big lead to put a bit of a scare in the Nets but the big three of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Bruce Brown hung on and put away the Cavaliers. KD and Kai accounted for 80% of the offense, and Bruce Brown provided the sparks. After the game, the Boston native revealed the Nets' game plan to attack the Celtics. You guys obviously faced them a few weeks ago. What do you think the biggest key is to slowing the Celtics down? I mean, we can't let Tatum get 50. Uh, we got to be physical with them. Now they don't have Robert Williams, so... Um, they have less of a presence in the paint, uh, and we, we could attack Al Horford and, and Tice. Uh, so them not having Robert, Robert Williams is huge. KD didn't like that at all, and he made it clear he had an issue with the third member of the big three, misplaced machismo. Yo, what did Bruce Brown say? He said something I ain't like. Somebody just told me. What did he say? All right, man. <laughs> That's caffeine probably talking. Take some before the game. They got (laughs) them two dudes you can do the same stuff. It ain't going to be that easy, I'll tell you that. Jay, is KD right to not want to stoke the Celtics? Or is Bruce Brown on to something since Boston doesn't have Williams and has to face Ramadan Kai and his intimate knowledge of his former team? I think both. it's kind of crazy for Bruce Brown to come out and before the series even starts before they can even really get into preparation for the series, just, just take shots at two of the Celtics, three best big men. Um, 
at the same time, he's kind of right. Like Robert Williams changes them. And as good as they've been with Tyson Horford, both on the court, there's just a level of athleticism, a level of versatility, a level of fear that they put into other teams that they just don't have anymore right now while Robert Williams is out. So I think they're both right. It w- it was funny though. The caffeine pride is that is that's that caffeine what pride talking. That, that is a great line. Hey, that, that's what I'm on right now, line. baby. Let's go. <laughs> caffeine pride. That's caffeine pride talking. I need to start using that line. I think I think the Celtics are gonna have a lot of switches though. They're gonna have Tice and Horford guarding like Kyrie and and Durant sometimes. Like it's not like those guys are just at the rim waiting for guys. They're gonna be out on the perimeter too. So I think that's where the Nets are going to attack those guys, not necessarily at the rim. James, the Celtics defense has been so elite, right? Best in the so league. Good. But we're talking about two of the best scorers in league history. Plus, they got Seth Curry, who's probably going to make a shot at some point, And Patty Mills, you know, they can fill it up. But how good do you feel about Boston's chances of, like, going bucket for bucket with the Nets? Should, you know, the game come down to a shootout? Can they match that offense? Boston and six. And I would have said five if Robert Williams was playing. I think so. When I see that, I've watched a lot of that Boston team. I've got to see them in person a lot the last few weeks. Just them and the Pistons have have finished the season against each other. I think they played three of their three games this year. But that just is a team that's locked in. And I know everybody's going to say the Nets have the two best players in the series. And they do. But I would say Boston probably has three through Six, seven. I just think that team is locked in defensively. Uh, like you said, they're one of the best. And offensively, I just trust Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think they've both just been really good. And I think Tatum, they just seem locked in. They seem like they have. This isn't like they're, they're tired of being cute. They're tired of being like the the young, like they're super young. But they've been doing this for a little bit now. Like I think they're ready to make some noise. There was all the talk about coming into the year. Do they want to? Do they want to do this? Do they want to be together? Emay turns it around. Like I think this team is on a mission. Like this is the team. Even without Robert Williams, I think Boston is the team I would be most worried about in the East. Like I, I have that much faith in them. So Jay, if you had vacation planned uh, in like a month or so, I wouldn't. I would get rid of it. I, I got a, a bachelor party to go to during the finals, Ooh. during the finals. And, and and over the second half of the season, I was like, I started being like, hey, you know what? That might be in jeopardy, but we'll see. I mean, Celtics might not get out of the first round. Durant, Durant's that good. And I think the reason why you give the Nets a chance is because Durant's that yeah. good. Like you look at that roster, they have a ton of defensive holes. They're super small on the perimeter. I think Boston will be able to challenge them there. Um, I'm interested to see, and I think, this could decide the series is can Brooklyn score when they have Bruce Brown and Claxton both on the court? Cause those dudes change their defense and give them a chance to actually get stops. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're able to score against Boston's defense with those guys on the court, I think it, it, sh- it will be a really, really competitive series. Yeah. See my, my issue is with the Celtics is Kyrie is the difference maker, right? KD is KD, man. KD, nobody's stopping KD, but Kyrie has to get off. And, man, the Celtics have a lot of dudes to throw at Kyrie. I mean, they got options. They could literally go smart Smart at half court. Yeah, smart. And then then they could switch to Jalen Brown, right? Like, then they could just start trapping him. And they got agile big. Like, they have answers for Kyrie. So, he's going to have to pull out some miracle. I I don't know. If if it's close, 
If it's close, I'm going with like who's hitting the shot. Who you going to at the end of the game? KD or Jason Tatum? Like who you ride with at the end of a close game? Well, of course, like that's KD. a tough I mean, call. You got to go with Durant. I'm, you know what I'm saying? How do you not go with Durant? I feel like I feel like Boston's got to blow him out. Jay, Jay, I'm sorry, James stole your thunder. If he picked the Celtics in six, that means you gotta call a sweep. Like you wouldn't be from Long Thanks. Meadow if you if you. I picked the Celtics in six. I'm all, nah, already you can't on let record for Celtics Detroit in six. You, I can't change just. I can't change just because James Edwards III decided it. <laughs> well, you, you, you know what else is going to change drastically? That Utah and Dallas series. Damn. Take two. Yep. Will the postseason be deprived of Luka? Doncic strained his left calf late in the third quarter of the regular season finale against San Antonio. By the way, James, the Mavericks were up 18 with 224 left in the third at home. The Warriors were up 25 when the Mavs announced he was returning. I don't know why he was in the game. And people want Jason Kidd to be coach of the year. But the Mavericks say there is no timetable on his return. We don't even know what great a strain he has. But what we do know is Jazz Mavericks starts Saturday. James, I can't help but be reminded of a calf strain in 2019. Kevin Durant suffered a grade one mm-hmm. strain of his calf, sat out a month, returned for game three of the NBA Finals, and 12 minutes in, Taurus Achilles in the same leg. Obviously, different players, different calves, different situations. Different age. But when you look at that, you look at Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard, who got hurt last year and are still out. If you're the Mavericks, how do you handle this injury to easily the most important player in your franchise? You eat it, and you have him sit. Until he's good, because first of all, I want to say this. Can this be the NBA TV series? I don't want to watch a second of this series. <laughs> and Utah just got just got the ultimate cop out right now. Like they're in jeopardy of losing in the first round. Now they're going to sweep if Luca does not play. I, I let him sit. Are we all are any of us looking at the Mavs as title contenders? No, are, are they? I hope not. I like their team. They're a good, well-balanced team. But they're not a t. They're a piece and a half away from being serious title contenders. Let Lucas sit. If he's not healthy, he's not healthy. This kid is twenty one. You're not doing this. You, you didn't get Luka Doncic for twenty twenty two. You got him for the next ten years and maybe more. You you don't. You're not going to win a title this year with or without him. Let him sit. Maybe it's not as bad as you think, and he's able to return in like game two, uh, game three and he feels 100%, and you're able to give Utah a little run. But if he never feels great, don't do it. I just don't see the point. Are you sure the Jazz are going to sweep if Luka has Am to I sit? Sure? My next no. question. Are you sure? <laughs> do, do you remember what happened the last time they got a lifeline like this? That's true. When, when Kawhi true. and Paul George, like, they got beat when when the Clippers didn't have Dorian Kawhi. Finney Smith's going to give Gobert 48. <laughs> shout out to Finney Smith. Yeah, watch watch out for Finney Smith. Honestly, the Mavericks defense is good enough. I think even without Luca, they'll be in games. And then I agree with that. Dinwiddie and Brunson Dinwiddie and Brunson, can those guys produce enough in crunch time against a defense that has a lot of holes? Like that that jazz defense has not played well, especially in, in crunch time minutes lately. They've blowing a ton of leads that's obviously a team that's in distress right now so i actually think 
Dallas will keep it close, even if Luka's not able to play. At this point, I don't think he'll be able to play, at least early in the series. Like, Cavs are nothing to mess around yeah. with. And and if you have a strain, like, you, you've got to sit out, take your time. They're they're being all coy about it. Jason Kidd was saying, like, if he could tie his shoes or whatever, he'll play. But I just don't see it. But the, but the Jazz, like, they're really, really no, in, they shambles are in shambles right now. But <laughs> I just worry about the Mavericks have played this this one way all season. And, of course, like, could you still kind of keep a shell of that and just have either Brunson or Dinwiddie maintain – the majority of the ball handling duties like Luca and you just play everything through him. Of course, is it going to be as impactful? No, I'd like, again, that team is built around Luca Doncic to a T. Um, I just wonder if there's going to be enough points. I agree with you defensively. I think they will be okay. I just wonder if they're going to be able to, to score enough points um, against, I mean, we can, we make jokes about Rudy Gobert. He is a good defender and it's not going to be easy to score at the rim. So We'll see. I don't know. I, I I think if though, if I'm Dallas, sit Luke out the whole series if need be. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Jay, come on, man. Uh, when they when they lost Kawhi, they still had Paul George. They still had Reggie Jackson. Yeah, they still had Terrence Smith. Like, Dallas doesn't have that. So... You're saying Hold you're on, saying, we're putting Reggie Reggie Jackson played great, Reggie Jackson played out of his mind. Like they still had Reggie Jackson. Like no, yeah, Reggie Jackson great. is a better scorer than anybody Dallas has left. Yeah, I love Jalen Brunson, but I I think they're in the same I think they're in the same tier. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that tier of player. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, it's different with Paul George, but but I I just think, and the, the other piece of this too is. Like Ty Lu, I thought was a mastermind in that series last year. I'm not convinced Jason Kidd will be able to do the same, especially without Luca when he doesn't have as many options. Agreed. So maybe I'm arguing especially against, against myself. Quinn now. Snyder, the master. Uh, either of you, <laughs> either <The master>. of you, <laughs> you got you got to say that about <laughs> particular coaches. Either of you, would Dallas have been a real problem for the Suns? How how much is Phoenix hoping Luca doesn't get healthy and the Mavericks don't advance? I don't think so. I think Phoenix is locked in at like Golden State 73 and 9 locked in. Like, I think they've just whooped everybody's ass all season waiting for this moment. And again, I like Dallas. I don't think that's particularly like a playoff built team. Um, and I think Phoenix, I mean, I just think about Devin Booker in Milwaukee. What do you say? Wow. As, as Milwaukee, as, a, as the confetti poured down, like, Phoenix is different. I think Phoenix is going to easily, easily get back to the NBA Finals. I, I'm not so sure about that, but other teams need a lot to go right. Like, if Golden State is right, if Steph Curry comes back and he's right, I think they could knock off Phoenix. But Phoenix has operated on a different plane all season. They they are the most consistent team. They are, in crunch time, by far the best team. Like, they just execute and execute and execute. 
and and like they're on a mission. It it almost feels like like the San Antonio team that lost to Miami in the finals and then came back the next year just playing the most beautiful basketball yeah. anybody's ever seen. It's like that that finals loss could have deflated them, but those dudes have just been absolutely locked in from day one. They've been locked in yeah, since yeah. I predicted they would go to the finals last year. Mark that, baby. <laughs> you did that. Marcus, will listen. Bring that up, no matter I don't, what we're talking about, I too. don't have a writers' camp coming up with great puns for me. So we're just gonna go to take three. You can see it now. Rob Palinka pulling up at LAX, picking up his new coach, taking the top down on the convertible, starting their journey together with some sun and a gentle breeze. Wrapping along together to, to live and die in LA as they ride down Sepulveda the Boulevard. Can you see it? <laughs> the question is who is going to be next to Palika in the whip? Could it be Mark Jackson? If so, it would have to be the radio version for the preacher man. Could it be Nick Nurse? <laughs> Long fight to LA. Could it be Doc Rivers or Quinn Snyder? Could it be a first time Jim plucked from another staff? A la Ime Yudoka or Chris Finch or Willie Green. Could it even be Dawn Staley? Whoever it is will have to win the trust of the coach on the floor. Russell Westbrook did all he could to build with Frank Vogel on his own volition. But during his exit interviews, Russ was vocal about how Vogel and his Vogue point guard wasn't vibing on their voyage. That, my friends, is alliteration. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That was a that, that was, was bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, so, let's yeah, be honest. yeah. How much of it is, is is fit and challenge from that? How much of it do you think was maybe something else? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of where we are on the floor, positioning, uh, fit and challenge, trial and error, being able to play with uh, on the floor with each other, uh, finding ways to be able to utilize us to the best of our ability. And it's that simple. I just, you know, do you ever feel like yourself this season on the court? Ah, well, very rarely, you know, um, sometimes I may not agree, agree with it, but um, that I kept to myself. Since Westbrook's contract is going to be tough to move, the new coach may just have to figure out how to get the most out of LeBron, Anthony Davis and Westbrook. Sounds like that may be tough, too. No, I was saying this. I never had an issue with any of my coaches before, as much as people may assume. I never had an issue with any coach, any players, any staff members. Anybody, actually, if we're keeping it honest. And from the moment I got here, and you guys don't know this, but I, like, uh, it was actually Frank's and his wife's anniversary, and I actually sent him a bottle of champagne and stuff to his hotel room, which he didn't know anything about, because I was, it's a nice thing to do, nice gesture. I'm, welcome, I'm coming to the team. Congratulations to you guys. And that's just the type of person I am. I don't do it for anything back in return, but that's just something that I felt was the right thing to do. And I'm not sure what his issue was with me, or I'm not sure why, but um, I can't really give you an answer why things we never really connected. Maybe, you know, um, that's something that he has to answer, but I never, you know, from the get-go was feeling like I was having to, like, try to prove myself to him and my capabilities and what I've been able to do for this game. And it's unfortunate, but it's really not kind of out of my hands. Jay. What do the Lakers need? A motivator? A tactician? Someone who can help with personnel decisions? And who fits that bill? They need a new roster. That, You're not that was getting not a new Frank roster, Vogel's buddy. Fault. 
<laughs> no matter what Russ wants to say, no matter what Russ wants to say, that was not Frank Vogel's fault. Russ thinks he's still Russ. Russ is like AI when AI was at the end of his career, bouncing from Denver to Detroit, still thinking he's he's going to average 35 and drag a team to the finals. That's not you anymore, Russ. Like you need to you need to adjust. You need to realize you're not that dude. You need to realize that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are by far the best players. And if you can't fit around them, then you have no place on the team. So that, that's what they need. It, it, it doesn't matter to me what they do with their coach. Frank Vogel wasn't the issue there. It's the roster. And and it, there's no easy fix to that. Like, good luck finding a trade with Russell Westbrook that will actually bring you back talent good luck finding a an entire supporting cast when all you have to offer is like what 2027 and 2029 picks or whatever it is and tail and horton tucker like good luck and 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 that's the problem and lebron is going to be 38 next year anthony davis has been since that finals run like pretty hurt and and not at his highest level He's got a lot to prove, and and maybe he comes back and is amazing. Maybe LeBron does too, but they, they just need so much more around those guys that coach doesn't matter, honestly. Like, Vogel was very good at his job. He just couldn't couldn't magically repair a roster that had infinite issues. But but James, they're not yeah. – like, we, we know this. Jay is not wrong. But somebody's got to coach the team. They're not gonna like leave the, the NBA because they don't have they don't have solutions and they can't just get a hold of the roster. So what what do they need? Like who how do they get from point from where they are to eventually moving forward? Can I take can I have my first hot take of the of the pod? Yes. Let's play or coach it up. LeBron. Ask me uh would I like to play with Kevin Durant? Ask me right now. Absolutely. Ask me if I like to play with Jimmy Butler. Say right now. Ask me about Kyrie Irving, Giannis. Ask me about Embiid, Ben Simmons. Go ahead. All of them. Luka Doncic. Ask me right now. Come on, guys. It's not rocket science. LeBron has already said he is not dealing with that anymore. Did he actually come out and say that? No, that was that was that was GM. He said he was. Oh yeah, that was GM. <laughs> that was GM. You ain't got to say nothing. I already know what time it is. When you you hit me direct, right. you ain't the, the GM ain't hit me. Right. You the GM, nigga. Like, right. you, <laughs> <laughs> like he hit me. He was like, "Yo, champ." Like, listen, it does. Who? Or yeah, somebody needs a coach team. If I were them, I would just go get a first year guy. Or if I were a veteran coach, I wouldn't touch that. Listen, what is we talk about this all the time? <laughs> Like, this team is screwed. They have no assets to go get anybody. Stuck with Russ for a year. LeBron's getting older. AD is either healthy or either not healthy or the only moving defensive part that they have. It's it's a mess. They're not going to the, – the ship has sailed, and they set themselves – like, it's going to get ugly in L.A. Like, everyone talks about, like, everybody wants to go play in L.A. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, they do, but how are you going to get there? There's, is there cap space to sign anybody for a while? Not until Russ comes off the books. Is there assets to go get somebody? No, there's not. Is LeBron just going to play until he wants to? Yep. They're they're done. 
It's it. I don't see a rule. I don't care who coaches. Coach Carter could coach. Um, Coach K, who the, the Migos manager could coach. I don't care who coaches. There's nothing you could do. It's it's over. So you guys I would just are go the get most a, nihilistic sports writers I've ever heard. Like, just geez. go get a first year coach who, if you want to fire, <laughs> they him. should try to get Nick Nurse though. They should try to get Nick Nurse. You telling me leave. Nick Nurse <laughs> couldn't figure something out with all that talent? I always look at it like what, this. What LeBron talent? is still talented. Like, AD is still talented. Like agreed, Russ can't agreed. shoot, but he's but, still talented. Come on. <laughs> all, right, all right, how about this? How about this? Real quick. Which job is the most desirable? Lakers, Kings, or Knicks? I mean, that, those are three, to me, three three bad yes, jobs. Yes, obviously. You, Lakers. Kings. Which one would Lakers, you rather have? Lakers is the most. Kings. Lakers because it's the Lakers. You can't do that. Kings. You can't be like, it's hopeless, never, and then nah, say yeah, it's better than the Knicks and Kings. But you're you're comparing them to the Kings and Knicks. This is the company that, that you're putting My them in My point is, right like, now. it's a desirable and job. The other part, the other part of, of getting of that job is they just treated Vogel so dirty. The man won a title. He got what? A one year extension. He had, there were whispers that he was going to get fired like super early into this season. He, they wouldn't even, they didn't even let him get to the post game press conference before they leaked that he was gone. He acted a fool in that post game press conference. Like he should have like, nah, cause it's, that's Frank Vogel, man. He's, he did in his way. Frank, I suppose there'll be plenty of time still to, go through the whole season but now that it's a uh, official uh, do you have any initial thoughts uh, just sort of summarizing the feelings at this point extremely disappointed you know uh, disappointed for our fan base disappointed for the bus family you know gave us all the, this opportunity and you know we want to uh, play our part in, in bringing success to, to Laker basketball and um, you know we uh, we fell short you know we eliminated tonight and um, you know I, I can say it's it's not been due to lack of effort. Um, we have all put in the work. Our guys stayed fighting, you know, right until the till the end. I know we have games left, but in terms of uh, being eliminated, um, you know, it brought integrity to the process. We just fell short, you know, through a through a disjointed season. So we're all disappointed. Um, all disappointed. <laughs> That's, That's why it's even even me- even more messed up that they did it to him because because he's the type of dude who will take that. And be a classy yeah. about it. So I, I don't know. I'll take man. the Kings because like, all you got to do is me, make the playoffs, that, and you're a savior. Look, you guys clearly aren't coaches. Dave Yeager, Dave Yeager, Dave Yeager was okay over there, and they got rid of you him guys. Too. Clearly aren't coaches. So put on your Rob Palika hat, your Genie Bus hat. Sell this gig. Sell it. Tell me. I mean, tell me why LA is the place to be. You get to see LeBron every day. You, you, get, you don't get to coach LeBron. You get to see LeBron for one year before he goes to leave and, and play with Bronny. And you guys, you got. It. And then you're left. Then you're left with Austin Reeves carrying the franchise. Five know. degree weather every day. Thank you. At least give me the weather. At least give me Los Angeles, Hollywood, a movie deal, something. <laughs> you might <Jeez>. see Rihanna. <laughs> you know, it could be Hi, worse, Rihanna. right? Yeah, it could be worse. What? It could be worse. How? You could be stuck in Minnesota in the winter. Take four. Ant-Man, baby. <laughs> John Morant and Anthony Edwards. Dylan Brooks and Pat Beverly. Cat and JJJ. At 
Mim Grizz and at Timberwolves. This is the battle for the title of the team that talks the most before it's won anything. Memphis versus Minnesota might be the yappingest, tweetingest, TikTok trash talkingest meme fest in NBA first round history. And we are here for it. Both teams are known for punctuating wins with barbs, no matter how regular season the win. And so they are so good at it, belittling opponents, you better not lose to them. This is also a matchup of the two of the best offenses in the NBA. Athletic wings all over the floor. With Ja and Ant-Man, you know they will do something ridiculous. Both teams can get hot from three. Both teams can put pressure on the rim. James, Memphis is the number two seed. Also one of the better defenses in the league and simply put the better team. Should they be relieved they aren't facing the Clippers or worried about your beloved T-Wolves? This is tough because I was thinking about this last night. I genuinely think the current state of Minnesota, not the state of Minnesota, the Timberwolves, is a is better than the Clippers. But Paul George was the best player on the floor the other night. So in the playoffs, sometimes it does come down to who is the best player on the floor. Memphis will go into the series with maybe, and I'm probably going to get argued back, I think the best two players play for the Grizzlies in that series. I think John Morant and Jaron Jackson, who I voted for Defensive Player of the Year, are the two best players in that series. So, you knew he was going to hype up the Michigan State. Guys. Also, all day. Also, he just got through raving about like dunking on Mikael Bridges. Now I know why he chose he would get a bucket on Mikael Bridges. It's all a part of the JJJ hype <laughs> hype machine. <laughs> That is true. He was just tearing down the competitor. So are they relieved? I don't want to say they're relieved because, as you mentioned, they're they are cocky. That's a cocky team. So is Minnesota. I'm actually thinking about going to the – They are the They are the cockiest team. team. I'm actually thinking about going to the, a game this series. I'm off next week. I think I might want to try to go to the game in Minneapolis just to go. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I like Memphis. I think Memphis – I think this is a good matchup for Memphis. Let me say this. As a team that's trying to, like – insert themselves really into the conversation. I could see a world in which they beat Minnesota in five games and they like get that. Like this is a good confidence game. Like I think as much as we enjoy watching Minnesota play, there are flaws. I think Jaron Jackson is going to have his way with cat with cat. Um, I think defensively they are set up to slow the likes of D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I'm not going to say Ant-Man cause I'm wearing his Jersey and that's my guy as my cousin. Uh, but I don't think I don't I, I think the matchup is bad for Minnesota only because I think Memphis is trying to insert themselves into that conversation. And I think there are enough flaws in Minnesota's armor uh, that minute that Memphis could win this comfortably and like build that momentum to to really propel them into the conversation of a, of a I've arrived team. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. 
Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Jay, who who are the best seven players in the series? The best seven players in the series, Ja Morant, one, Carl Towns, two, Jaron Jackson, three, Desmond Bain, four, Anthony Edwards, five, Dylan Brooks, six, and... I know we don't want to say. Uh, it, oh we got to. man, we don't want to, but <laughs> do we, we got to. Do we have to put him up we there? I, would, I mean, he has to go at some yeah. point. Maybe he's there. Don't forget about Stephen Adams. Yes, Stephen Stephen Adams. To to me, like this Minnesota team is fun. Yep, they're fun. They attack everything. Pat Beverly is just a maniac. Has always been a maniac. Will always be a maniac. But they needed that. And I think this team needed to have a little bit of that edge. And I think Anthony Edwards just has that naturally. But other guys needed that instilled in them. And I think Beverly has done that for guys. You know, you see him going crazy. You see him crying. You see him acting a fool after a, a playing tournament win. And he it's showed like him it means something. Everyone kind of clowned yeah, on him. Something. Everyone kind of clowned on him. It was like, it was like in Rudy – when that dude was like, man, it's the last day of practice and this dude's acting like it's the Super Bowl. And the coach is like, man, if you had a tenth of the heart of Rudiger, you would have been All-American. Come like that, on. That's what Pat Beverly is. No, this dude is 33 years old. He's been in the league forever. He's won playoff games. Like, we're not acting like this dude is Rudy. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, if you had a tenth of the heart of Beverly, you'd probably be in the league I watched too. this team come, da- come back from 31 against KD and Steph Curry, and he didn't do any of this. And all of a sudden, he's crying and on the standing on a scores table. Like, this dude didn't just get to the league. He gave his heart Sipping and soul to the Bud Clippers, Light. and they kicked him aside. That's why he cried. And he gave his heart and soul to the Rockets, <laughs> to every other team he's ever been on. He's not crying every time he beats them. That was OD, Jay. <laughs> that was OD. Come on. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But, I but Pat it. Beverly is in the – he's where he is because he cares too much. That's it. Uh, but I, I am looking forward to him against Dylan Brooks because those are two of the most competitive maniacs in the entire league. There will league. be a fight. Those two – Okay. There will okay. be <laughs> so much trash talk. Ja Morant is going to – and he he embraces all that. Ja yeah. does too. Jaron, sneaky and, trash talker. Hey, all right. Town Towns is all like right. You can crazy. mic up. He's puffing out his chest all the time. You can mic time. up two players from each team, and you got to keep these two players for the whole series. Who are you <laughs> micing up? Beverly and Edwards. Yeah, Edwards would just be funny. Give me those like, two also. Town, no Towns, and then uh, you don't want Towns nah. for the corniness. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear him <laughs> bitch about the getting fouled. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm good on that. And then uh, it got to be Ja and Dylan Brooks. 
You only said Stephen Adams would be funny too. Oh, like, I feel like Stephen Adams probably low key would be a really entertaining. Wait, is it two I'd each team you were asking, or two in total? Two each team, but oh, you okay, got to yeah. keep them for the whole series. I agree with Jay. Those two. I, like, Those I, I want that Dylan footage. Brooks and Pat Beverly are, are going to be talking. Actually, give so me Jaron instead of Dylan because I think he's going to bully Cat and he's going to let him hear about it. Okay, look at the Michigan Ooh. State talking. Insert your favorite vaccination pun here. Take five. We knew this was coming. Somebody had to play Toronto, which meant somebody was going to have their lack of vax become a storyline. Since Canada requires two, James, two, Jay, two Two vaccine shots to enter the country. (laughs) Turned out Matisse Tybull who, after his first Pfizer shot, played the best defense of his life on his shoulder and denied any further shots. So, for games three and four, (laughs) and potentially game six, the Sixers will be down a starter for its series against the Raptors. Jay, will another distraction, another distraction doom Philly, or is this bunch so used to distractions that it doesn't even matter at this point? They'll survive it anyway. See, I don't think it's the distraction part. I I think it's more just the part that they're a thin team that is going to be missing one of its few good players. You know, like like that's a team that doesn't have much defense on the wing. Thibel is by far their best defender. They don't have a ton of athleticism. Thibel is extremely athletic. I, I do think like it's going to place a ton of pressure on on Danny Green. I, th- I think when, when Thibel missed a game in Toronto recently, Danny Green played 39 minutes. That's not him anymore. Like, that was him at one time in his career. That's not him anymore. He's he's going to be playing a ton of minutes. He's going to be doing whatever. He's going to have a huge, huge burden for a guy his age, for a guy that I don't want to say has, like, really fallen off, but does, doesn't make the same impact he used to. I, I just think that like beyond the distraction piece it's just they need as many good players as they have and to to lose Thibel from that will leave them will leave Doc Rivers with very very few options James isn't this just the setup for the Tyrese Maxey coming out party the Shake Milton show I, I mean are we really thinking Matisse Thibel is gonna sway an entire postseason series I think Philly's in trouble because they were they in were trouble anyway, but they were in trouble with anyway. <laughs> but just from a matchup standpoint, the Raptors have built a team minus Fred Van Vliet on guys who are six six to six nine across the board. And like Jay said, Philly is lacking in long, athletic six seven to six nine guys across the board. Thibel was that one. Their perimeter defense is going to be very bad. And this is a Raptors team that won through four can just, uh, they could break them down off the dribble. Like it's going to be a long series. And then defensively, they're going to wear out Maxi. They're Harden's looked worn out for outside of his first game in Philly. He's looked worn out since then. This ain't a good matchup for, for Philly. At, uh, and I think they're in trouble. Like I'm going to take the Raptors in six. The 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 one thing I, I want to f- fight back about a little bit is who guards Joel Embiid. That's my Honestly, only thing. Like, yeah. 
who who on that team guards Joel Embiid? Like Precious Achua? Like they they start sometimes Siakam at center. Like Man, they go Boucher, super baby, super small. Let's go. Hey, Chris Boucher is like half his he size, weighs literally probably <laughs> probably thirty pounds less than I do. Like, I'll double and see if Tobias I'm just saying, can beat They me. are thin. They they are big and physical on the wing, but but thin down low. And and I just I I don't know if they have enough to stop Embiid. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe all the length they have, the doubles that Nick Nurse will concoct, the yeah. zones that he'll play can allow them to do it. But if I'm Nurse, I'm that, looking at Tobias, and I'm looking. I'm like, if we're gonna lose, you're gonna be the guy that's gonna make us lose. That's just I I think that's I think you can I think you can throw enough weirdness at Embiid that he has to move the ball. Don't disrespect the MVP. Joel Embiid will get this done in seven, only to lose in the next round, because that's what the Sixers do. <laughs> that will do it for this week's point of contention. Don't forget to subscribe to all of the shows on the Athletic Podcast Network, and there are many. Too many, perhaps. Warriors plus minus. Anything is potable. The Bun and Cardigan Show. A Pistons broadcast. <laughs> I, I wrote broadcast. <laughs> Same shit. A Pistons podcast and not a home and guard television show. Down to dunk. No dunks. Glue guys. Sixers beat. Forum club. Game notes. Michelle Beatles new podcast. What did I miss? For J King. James Edwards and the illustrious Jade Hoy. I'm Marcus Thompson, and the next time you hear this show, you will hear the immaculate sounds of the second greatest podcaster in the nation. <laughs> All right, that was a good uh, rough. Let's uh, you guys really want to do it now? Excellent work, my man. I wanted this one so bad. Uh, this is just the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. Play in to be able to beat them. Uh, I mean, another goal scratched off. I told you he was going to the playoffs. Everybody, most of y'all, y'all looked at me like I was crazy.